0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to What's the Story podcast? WTS podcast. WPS two eight two. My name is Danny Murray. Happy New Year, Danny. Happy New Year, indeed. Yeah, a little bit late coming back this time around, We we enjoy an extended break, we're sure we did. We're, we're men of leisure these days, man. Yeah, we do. What we want. Um, first, quick, quick out of the bat. First thing, what? an encounter for the Ballybrack Bulls last weekend against Cleveland oh, yeah. Derby. My word. Win. Oh, my, what a match. What a win. And I'm not messing. It took me
1: probably, it's Wednesday now after the match. It only, this morning, I only probably fully recovered. I don't think I was hydrated uh, properly ahead of the game. And Sunday, like, my body, was, I was in ribbons, like. Yeah. Literally, yeah. neck was in bits, shoulders, back, sides, um, found it very hard to move. But it was an absolutely sensational win. It was, dare I say, it was a comfortable win. Um, do, do you know what? First Reed? time, it so the only our tour time in our history that we beat And yeah. At one stage, we were 14 points ahead.
0: Yeah, uh, it was... So, yeah. It, it was... I think it was genuinely one of the best matches I've been to for the Bulls in terms of entertainment value, but also in terms of there were times where it got close. He's never really looked in danger. Yeah, yeah. You I know, so that, yeah. the, the only time that I got in any way kind of squeaky boom syndrome was the fourth quarter where I think they got it back to three points with about, yeah. I think there was 40 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. And one of their players... Had been he he was like Luca Doncic hitting the trees out there, man. Steph Curry syndrome. He like one of their players. One of their players. Yeah, that would be Paddy Forbes. Unbelievable shooting from. He he know he'd be
1: their able-bodied player. Yeah, so so you're allowed one. You're allowed one able-bodied player on your starting five. We don't have any able-bodied players, do we? Um, No, we didn't have any. So So, just in terms of classification as well, Mm. they would have played. We would have played at a classification of
0: ten. Yeah, 10
1: points, I think they might have been at about 14.5.
0: Yeah. So, so on paper, we shouldn't be beating them. It, it seemed as though kilester's tactic overall was to get the ball to him for him to shoot because he's so tall in the chair. He was just making it right. But then at one point, um, Sean for the Bulls absolutely nailed the three-pointer to kill yeah. their momentum. And it was yeah. just... Oh, it was a great match I loved it absolutely yeah. loved being at it I was him. delighted for
1: Sean as well Sean got a b- bit of stick during the game um, from their bench he he dropped the ball and uh, mm. he got a bit jeer. he got a bit of jeering directed at him and me and me and Jack told him to grow up like
0: yeah. and then, uh, next minute he shoots up a three pointer it was an absolute <laughs> and view and then shortly after been, that he followed with it like a deep deep two like it was yeah it was, I, couldn't oh. be, I couldn't
1: be happier for
0: him uh, the confidence in him was was glowing like but it was a sure. great win an absolutely brilliant win brilliant it was it was a great win totally enjoyed it and uh, it was great to see friend of the show PC Carroll there with the lovely yeah. Elaine as well PT uh, and Elaine loved it as well didn't they they did they did yeah great company and of course friend of the show Keith Kelly as well uh, I hadn't seen Keith in a while so it was great to see him and he gave me a big hug he gives great hugs he gives great hugs that's amazing um, I'm looking forward to this weekend because Keith and Mick's labour of love are you going to it? I am Lovely. Yeah. I'll see you there. You will. Uh Yeah. So I think we're 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 because we're Ballybrack celebrities, Graham. You know, we get <laughs> yeah, the we get the go for um, But it, 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 Keith will be sharing details. It'll be made available for the great unwashed very soon. Where do our plebs? This is it. Um Right. Look, it's a nice bit of waffling and everything going there. But we, Who we, are we, we
1: talking to this week, Dan? It,
0: Delighted to say we are joined this week by a man who knows a thing or two about football, but just a thing or two. He is the author of many books around it, and most recently, or at least the one that I've been paying attention to most recently, is one about Diego Maradona and his time in Naples. But he's a diehard Man United fan and knows lots about that as well, so we going to have a chat with him. John Ludden, thank you very much for your time today.
1: Good evening, Dan. Good evening. Good evening. You got yeah, thanks, John. Thanks for joining us. Um, you're you're better now. We we tried to get this over the line a few times, but oh, mate, oh, oh, yeah. I've had COVID twice and pneumonia since
2: you last in the last six months. I in fact, I've had COVID three times now. I get to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Sick of it. <laughs> you're better now, anyway, are you? I'm good. I'm grand, mate. Honestly, which is you know, touch wood. Yeah. yeah. I'm back, I'm back in it now, I'm
0: back working. Happy days, yeah. man, happy days, yeah. yeah just uh, uh, try to keep my head above water. That's it, that, that's all you can do, I think. I think everybody's yeah. kind of in that mode now, where they're like, yeah. right, spot no, on, Dan. Just got to get on with it. Um, yeah, no excuses. So, look, we'll, we'll start with you, and then we'll move on to the great Diego. Um, Ten Hag, What what's your impression? He's there six months, thereabouts now. What, what do you make of him? Well, I... I i can tell you what, I made of him after the Brentford
2: game, you know, early doors. <laughs> I thought, this guy's going to have the shortest range, of everything. But you know what I think he's got? I think he's got a bottle. I think he's strong and, a, you know, a strong personality. And I think what's happened at United over the years, the managers just have they've just been, they've not been able to handle it. Even Mourinho, people mm. like this. And this guy's come in, he's sorted out Ronaldo, which, you know, this. It, I know it leaves a nasty taste in the mouth, but he had to go. And he's also, I think he's sorted out the players that have just not been doing it and have been getting away from her, you know, for a couple of years. People like Maguire. I mean, it's all right playing for England once every two summers and doing well, but it's been a disaster for United the last couple of years. And then you, you look what he's done to Luke Shaw, which I, I can't get me a round. Yeah. He's another one He, he was doing... You know, the, the famous 1970 Brazilian goal when Peli just lays it off and Carlos Alberto smacks it in. You we know, aldo at the beginning where he beats about four or five players and just passes it off. Well, that, that was our lad on Saturday. When was, like, what's going on? And he's, I just, I think, I think he's tremendous. I think he learns as well. Every I think every game he's, he's spotting something with the players. And I just don't think he accepts what, what's gone on in the past.
0: Hmm. It's mad think- that
1: you mention about Maguire, because there's one thing I've kind of noticed as a neutral um, is hmm. that what they were lacking was leadership, even yeah. with Maguire with the captaincy. But now it feels like under Ten Hag, they have five or six leaders on the pitch. Yeah.
2: Berrickson- Graham, if there was a World Cup for points in, Aaron Maguire would win it. I've never seen anyone who points like him. He's <laughs> unbelievable. Danny Danny loves him too. Uh,
0: don't. Yeah. Don't, no, he's...
2: I... Well, he's not on his own. I mean, he's, also, he's got away with, with murder, but sorry, Craig, what were you saying?
1: No, I was just saying that, like, you know, he was... For the life of me, I don't understand how he was given the captaincy of such a no. prestigious club. And even when he was captain, it felt like there was no leaders on the pitch. But now... Yeah few months into Ten Hag's reign and it feels like there's
0: five or six leaders on the pitch.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think he's he's done good business, as they say, in the old transfer market as well. There hasn't been much waste in those signings, you know? No. Um, like the, the young lad Malassia, I, I quite like him. He reminds me a bit of, of Gabriel Heinze, or Heinze. I can, mm-hmm. I can never remember how yeah. you say that. But... Mm-hmm. Just in that he has a little bit of wildness about him, and I love that in yeah. uh, in, in a left or right back or whatever. But in terms, like Casemiro was being brilliant, Ericsson was a shrewd good. bit of business. Um,
1: Martinez for Martinez, yeah, yeah. I and mean, he
0: was one that was getting stick at the start, but I think he's. he's do, looking to- have, do you know you have? you
2: know the little fella reminds me of Malaysia, Paddy yeah. Everett? Yeah, yeah. 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 I think he's got that something about him as a nasty little sod and he doesn't give up. Yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah, you Just need to, to his right on side,
2: he's got that Argentinian psychopath, has he? So you've got that side covered and he's got Varane and he's got the other fella playing. Uh, like, you, you're right, Dan is, we're on the right track, such mud.
1: But even, yeah. even the, the the energy and the excitement of the young lad, the Argentinian yeah. uh, Garnacho, yeah. I mean, like no. he has come on and changed games for me, like
2: 18 years old. Can you believe it? He's he's built like a tank as well, isn't he? And he's yeah. and I, I read today, Alex said the one thing that's special about him, which mm, there's not a lot of players can do it today one on one, he can beat his man, yeah. he's got built to beat him, you know. And he's and uh, when he come on
1: on Saturday, he, he changed the game, he yeah. literally just changed the game. Is there, is there excitement in Manchester now again? or is it too soon? Okay, and the soul bitter. It's been unbelievable <laughs> since Saturday.
2: Honestly, that goal is up there with the moon landing in JFK. If you to him. <laughs> do you know what happened? Fergie broken. Fergie broken for twenty five years, and they've not got over it. And they're scared yeah. of something coming back. <laughs> when something like that happens, and it just looks like United are getting it back together. I'd block more. <laughs> People have known for 20 years a block to Saturday because it's just corrupt. Yeah. We own the league. We're not, we've not won the league since 2013, 2012. And it was just... That, that day was just perfect. I mean, United beat him. The goal was sensational. You know, the offside goal. And that's the way to win a derby. <laughs> you know it? you don't, You don't need a Wayne Rooney over a kicker. And if you want one that's going to absolutely... And, and then Liverpool got slaughtered didn't they at three o'clock and it just I found out on Friday night lads that if you put the same amount of Baileys in your cup as your coffee it's not a good idea you know the next <laughs> day and then you mix it <laughs> and
1: then this thing with Radcliffe the last few days it's just deal us in with that uh, John Give, bring us up tonight with that what's the story there
2: well it's put it's He's officially launched his bid, apparently. And that, that like, kicks it off. He's, but I think I think there could be someone behind him. I don't think he's doing this on his own.
1: Because
2: mm. if... I mean, they, they all say, like, the same before, the United fans are saying he hasn't got a lot of money. He's got 15 billion quid. <laughs> but this will cost him 5 billion quid just w- with the debt and everything. So... That's a lot of money just to lay out if you've not got, you know, a couple of shakes behind you. Or, yeah, I mean, I, I got told a while ago it was definitely Dubai were coming in. I don't know whether had, that anything's going there, but that was a good yeah. sign like, who had a good source, who also had a good source, you know, you know, the way it works.
0: But yeah. this, this was a good one, but we'll see. We'll One way or the other though, it looks like we're in the last days of the glazier empire, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Definitely. Yeah. I mean it does send I mean they don't mention the demonstrations when United win. Mm. Every time outside Old Trafford before the game, it's it's mayhem.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like the battle scenes in Braveheart. There's like 10,000 people just absolutely screaming and at three o'clock they go in they go in the game but it's, it's still going on. They can't stay. They've murdered that club. they pillaged it for 2005, eight, 18 years, is it? Yeah. they decided to go, I think they want the money. They'll get the money
0: and they'll go, you know, and we might get that roof fixed. <laughs> well, that's that's bad. I haven't been over to Old Trafford in, I think, maybe since about 2000. 14, I think was the last time we went over it's not changed yeah. it's not changed Dad. I was going to say that's it's one of his as a season ticker holder mm. that's what he said he said the stadium's the same as it was in the early yeah. 2000s forget 2014 probably still, sell- probably still selling the same
2: crisp as well mate <laughs> I mean it's, it's funny but it's also it's diabolical yeah. the way they've just let that stadium you know compared to some of the others Tottenham's and
1: that lot it's Tottenham's is outstanding though, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Absolutely oh, it's amazing, absolutely outstanding. And the atmosphere, like uh, th- there's something about modern st- modern stadiums around the world where they mm. tend to the they tend to forget the atmosphere. Uh, but Tottenham, it's yeah. so loud.
2: Well, a lot of people say it's the best stadium in the world, don't they?
1: Yeah, sat- yeah. They had help from it's the cool. NFL though, did they? Spurs, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, 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 because they're playing games
2: there, aren't they? So they probably yeah. got
0: money, money shoved under. Yeah, and Daniel oh, Levy's a very, very clever businessman. I wouldn't be surprised if he did pull in a couple of, oh, a couple of bits and bobs yeah. from across the water. You
2: know, he's not looking good for Conte, though, is it? I think he's at the stage where he's just going to punch in
1: on and or something. He's going to go. Yeah, yeah. They were desperate on Sunday. Well, now they were absolutely desperate. Oh. But it's when you want when you don't
2: see same and then you want to get behind him. Uh, it's so annoying when that happens, isn't it? And yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just it,
0: over. It's, you're
2: it's thinking them up all day, and
0: then like, I I feel sorry for him, but equally because it's Chelsea, I can't possibly bring myself to actually oh. do anything about feeling sorry for him. But but Graham Potter. I just he he looks like a broken man at the minute.
2: I don't think he knows what's going on. I I don't honestly. I I don't. All these players that are coming in, and they're not his players. And it's I think he's going to be. Yeah, I can see him being at somewhere like I don't know Everton.
0: Mm.
2: The next day, eighteen months, somewhere like that. Yeah. Because he, he won't stay there. It's. He signed a play for 88 million quid. And he, he literally. 90 year contract. And he, he, the kiss 22. i will be 30 when he leaves. <laughs> That's the boss, it? That's what you call. Imagine having a boss like that. He's crazy, but they're in for the guy from Brighton now as well. I think the centre forward.
0: It's just, it's, it's mad. I think one, once you get a bad run like that, Desperation kicks in as well, you yeah. know, and I think that that's one like David Moyes. at you know, was one end that it never sat well with me in the first place. But his his first transfer window, it, that was that was to me. It was, he was gone before he even got gone because yeah. the desperation of the Fellaini signing. Said it all to oh, me. I was like, "Yeah, no, that—that's it. He has—he has hit the panic button to try and bring somebody in, and it's just." And Then we ended up with him playing up forward and everything at one point. He's like, oh, no, this, <laughs> oh, you know." But do you know? Care.
2: Do you know Fellaini when we signed him? We were sat in a pub in the South, and everyone's on the phones, right, You know, seeing who was coming, and it was still the rumours of the guy from Fabregas. Yeah, in Fabregas two or three world-class players. And, you know, as the night's going on, it's getting closer. And Like, you've had, like, five or six pints, and then it come through, you know, they got Fellaini at the last, then
0: it was like... And they paid more than whatever they wanted, didn't they? That's, yeah. well, I think if they had signed him yeah. something like five days before, he had, like, a release fee in his contract that That's was it. up to a certain date. But he's left that thing go, t- boy,
2: honestly. We signed him two days after the release yeah. date. <laughs>
0: Uh, and that that spelled it for me. I was like, ah, he's he's not gonna laugh. He
2: used to talk to United though, didn't he? When he played against (laughs) us, he murdered us, yeah. But when we signed him, we sorted him out, you know what I mean? He won't bother us again. And he was worse playing for us. And (laughs) Reno got hold of him, didn't he? And he he got him playing a little bit, Hmm. but it was just. I watched an interview last night with Moyes. Have you seen it on the CEO? No, I've seen bits of it, yeah. It's really interesting, you know, especially the United stuff. He talks about how he was let down and betrayed by Woodward at the end and all this business. So he, he didn't do it with class, you know, getting rid of him. But he also doesn't mention, like, when he come in, he said no one was behind him. He got rid of all the backroom staff and brought his own people in.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So he just stripped the club bare of everything that was at the back and had all his, his Everton Charlies in, you know, and... No, I was. He was another one that I don't know what Fergie was thinking.
0: Yeah.
2: When you know whether he was the last, we
0: must he must have done the rounds and he couldn't get anybody else. And yeah. The, um, well, there, there are people you mentioned the moon landing and JFK earlier. There are people who think Fergie set it up because he knew well whoever's going to follow me, if they look desperate, I will look like an absolute god, more so than I yeah. already am. So I thought, I thought
2: here. I thought he was going to blame
0: Fergie then for the JFK shoot.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look, I no, we don't know where Fergie was. Fergie, we don't know where yeah,
2: he was that day. Well, Fergie! I mean, whether that—he is that kind of evil, cunning genius that all the scousers and the blues think he is. I don't know whether it's stretched. I don't know. I'm not yeah, saying, yeah. but I don't think it's stretched that far. I think
0: Maybe. yeah, it would. It would. It would take some some set of balls to sabotage is, the club that you're you know. That's
2: Game of Thrones stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It <laughs> awesome.
0: really is. It yeah. is. It is. Uh, but then speaking of just madness and mayhem, once upon a time in Naples, now I've the picture behind me here of the famous warm-up from his time there but Diego yeah. the Maradona at Napoli it's the stuff of romance, the stuff of fairy tale and the stuff of madness. You, yeah. It, what, what you are, you a man who loves Diego, or oh, yeah, adore him, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: brilliant.
0: I was gutsy when he passed on, yeah, yeah, was good to it. it was. Um, one of the things about Argentina's World Cup win, I suppose, uh, there just before Christmas was the, the, the sense of kind of remembering Maradona and how much it meant to the Argentinian yeah. fans that it had happened, you know. Um, and as a result in lots of great Maradona clips got shared around and everything of, you know, the, the, the famous world cup win and obviously the hand of God, all those kind of things. But sometimes mm. I think, especially like people my age who probably didn't really get, like I only got to see Maradona kind of, my memory of him is like around USA 94, you know, I didn't yeah. see a whole lot of them. Yeah. And he's 30s. Yeah. But like, yeah. Jesus, what a boy. He was. Like he was some talent, like ridiculous, you know? Do you know what? it, it, it
2: when he could, when he first come from Argentina and he signed for Bas Barcelona hmm. uh, early eighties, he had he, he had a bad injury. He got sucked out by the you call him the butcher of Bilbao in what's uh, he called Bilbao, Guti. Yeah, it killed him. He'd done his ankle and he had to have an iron. Uh, what do you call it? Some, do you call it? Just like an iron, like
0: a like a bar or a rod or something.
2: Yeah, like an iron yeah. pin into his ankle anyone who saw Maradona before that said he was he was four or five times the player before he had that injury. Yeah. Then you see how he come back from that and it's he's, he's just sensational. I don't I don't think people even today, I mean I'm I'm 54, I I saw the the best of him. Yeah. Saw the best of him. I eight eighty six was when it like kind of fell in love with a guy, you know, I, I loved his first goal more and I loved the second one, really, I think, because I'm not a great England fan, I'm not a great Peter Shilton fan, <laughs> and, uh he was just, it wasn't just the England game, though. it was, um, the qua the qu- the game after that, no, the game before that, they played Uruguay, mm. and it was like, they he beat them on his own, and they were trying to kill him, they were literally trying to kill him, the tackles were coming in, waistline and everything, and he just kept going, yeah. And in half, halfway through that game, it was a thunderstorm. And the little the stadium was built in like the Mexican mountains. Mountains, You know, it was just spectacular. And I've got this picture somewhere, like the lightning bolts coming down and Diego was just like flying over a tackle. And it was like, he was just a sensational player. I thought it was absolutely the greatest ever for me. Though you're never going to win that argument.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Not um... getting,
2: especially now the little fella's gone and won it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you know, the, that
2: just.
1: What 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 like even like even now even as passing and even Argentina's World Cup win, you see celebrations at the at the uh, Maradona mural there in Naples. What what is what was it that the people in Naples adored about him? Well, basically, they won nothing
2: before he turned up, and Naples was like in the south of Italy, and the. They call, them, they call them the Africans because they're darker skinny, It's the closest Italian city to, to Africa. It was run by the Camorra. It was the... They were skint, actually. The city was bankrupt and it was... Literally, Rome would give up on it. They stopped even asking for the taxes because they wasn't getting them. All the money was going to the Camorra and the city was finished. And the football team, always going through the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, they always had great sides, but they could never get over the line. They just could. It was always Juventus on the last day, or Milan, or they do something stupid. And it was like, it's like they were fated to never win it because there was all talk of conspiracies as well that they could never let the Neapolitans win it because you never get it back. You know what I mean? (laughs) The powers of the North, your Milans and your Juves and all these people. And then Diego turned up 84 and he was like, Well, he was the greatest player in the world then, but they got behind. They got he. He he was more Neapolitan than what they was. I mean, they had a personality. I mean, he got this volcano that could go up any other any any day. So it was like live for today because tomorrow is a distant dream, you know. They partied and they just lived. They just lived the life, and then he turns up and he thought, "Oh, where have I landed here?" You know, and. They got they got behind him and the first season he, he was just booted all over the place. He he couldn't really get into it. But just towards the end of that first season, 84, 85, I think it was, started to click. And you suddenly realize well, what's going on here in Naples because they were beat they were going away and they were beating teams, and it, it was like, and the season after he won the World Cup. And Napoli were just getting better and better and better. And they were building a. City. In fact, he was picking the players who he wanted the president to buy. That's how big a personality he was. And after he won the World Cup, he come back and like Naples was on fire, like we've seen with Messi, you know. And that's the year that they finally won the Scudetto, and it was just a, an incredible celebration. They nearly blew themselves up, you know. They sent that many fireworks up in the air, and it's just it's an amazing tale of what he did. And he, he got friendly with the with the gangsters, the uh, the Giuliano family, and everything he, and he was having his parties and his you know his white powder and all this business. But while he was winning and winning winning them trophies, because they won the Coppa Italia UEFA Cup, they won the league again, which was a real scandalous tale. But he got left alone. Nobody could touch Maradona. It was his city, he was like the king of the city, he's looked after every drug. Uh, test that took place in Naples, somebody else's urine was used. <laughs> <laughs> it was never Diego's, it was never Diego's. In fact, they did it one time and they, they really messed it up, lads, because they found out they got the call that he was pregnant. <laughs> changed whoever changed the water, you know, obviously they got in trouble, but he got around that, <laughs> got around that, and, and it just went on. And then you had the 1990 World Cup in Italy where he just won the league with Naples again. And they, they smashed, they stop AC Milan winning it. And the first game at the 1990 World Cup was at their ground against Cameroon. So you can imagine the reception he got. And he just drove it to the final. But by then, is it, he was 30 odd. The injuries were really kicking in. He had some bad injuries.
0: Yeah.
2: And then he gets to the fi- he gets No, they, they draw Italy in the semi-final. Argentina, don't they? And it's played in Naples. And it's like... Who do we support? You know, the Camorra were telling people to support Argentina, but the city was split. The city was just split. And on that night, they always, like it, it, well, they knocked them out. Argentina knocked Italy out. In Naples, Maradona gets the winning penalty. Couldn't make it up. But he said before the game, he said for 363 days of the year, uh, you're not Italian, he said to the Neapolitans. And on this one day, they wanted to be Italian. So he caused absolute ruptures, do you know what I mean? So he got knocked out there, and this, then the next two years, it all went wrong in Naples. The cocaine got hold of him. He was caught in a, a big scandal. And then the Camorra. I mean, there's a lot more to this story, but basically, they looked at him and he says, you're not know, good for us. And then it comes to the drug test that finally done him he wasn't worried about it and he got caught with cocaine in his the one time Mm. and then he left Naples just like a thief in the night he just got in a jet with his family and didn't come back till 2005 that was 15 years it's just just an ending you know what I mean and when he left it was like ah good riddance for a lot of Neapolitans but then I mean they went out of the league they literally they went all the way down and this is when Diego had gone. And it was like, my God, what have we done? Do you know what I mean? And when he, when he come back in 2005 for a testimonial, he was really worried, apparently, what kind of reception he was going to get. And the city just went mad for him. Yeah. And so it's like he, they, they made up. Do you know what I mean? After all them years, they made up. And I, it's just, it was just a love affair. He was just, like, say he was more Neapolitan than he was
0: Argentinian.
2: And it's just, they just took him to their hearts.
0: He's, he's one of those people that, during his career, during everything, uh, like polarising, but mm. some of the stories about him and some mm. of the things are just,
2: you, you, we... I had stuff I couldn't put in the book, lads, I really, <laughs> I, and the stuff that went in on that last edition, yeah. was like, oh, but I just couldn't, you know, yeah. that, that's
0: really. It. You, you wouldn't get yeah. characters like that in, so much in, in yeah. the, the game today, like, you just, it's just, no. he, he was one of a kind, like.
2: I think this probably is characters, but they get snuffed out, don't they? Mm. You know, they're just not allowed to breathe, and it got it leaves them. But yeah, the Maradona stories are just absolutely legendary because he literally he he was the president of Argentina as well. He could do what he wanted. Yeah, But he was shooting journalists, wanting to remember that story when they all come to his house and they won't leave him alone. (laughs) They come out with his brother with two like. Not shotguns, you know, but that can fire. And there was a journalist dropping all over there with the cameras legging it and he firing at him. And he he should have gone to jail. He was given a jail sentence. And the president said, no. Send him to jail. (laughs) I say it's all over
1: for him. Did cocaine cocaine consume his life all the way up to his death? Yeah. Yeah. So he's never off it. I don't, I'm not
2: sure at the end because it was COVID as well, wasn't it? And he was on his own, and I, th- I think he died. I think his heart gave up in the end, because mm-hmm. he'd, already died, he'd already died twice, and he brought him back. You know, there's only so many times you can make that run into you and get away from it, and I think, I think everything just caught up with him. But he was only 60. I mean, yeah. what, what he put into them, into them years... And also, lads, they were giving him drugs since he was 10 years old to make him bigger and stronger. So you look at that and it, it just all adds up over the years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, t- things like that will, will catch up with you eventually, no matter what. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But um, yeah, even, even a spell as the Argentina manager remember yeah. being just. <laughs> You know, you're tuning in to, yeah. to watch him as opposed to the team, like, because he was just, yeah. he was value for money, wasn't he? Like, he was just brilliant. Uh, I I did a book on the Scotland Argentina game in
2: 1979.
1: Hmm.
2: No, when he first made his debut. But I intertwined it with when he went back to Glasgow in 2008, when he was manager. And I just told the story, you know, in flashbacks and everything. And the Scots love him. You know, he won their player of the year in 1986. With that undergar goal. He was Scott's <laughs> player the But uh, the year. We I was, never knew that. Yeah, honestly. But I did a lot of research on him as manager. And it was there's a book just um, in, uh, as as in seen as manager, the stuff that went on there. You know, he, was, he looked like some He used to dress himself. He looked like something out of the Sopranos and the Gamora, you know, with the beautiful suit and the earring and whatever. I mean, there was one game in the qualifiers, in the qualifiers, and you would seen having a rough time. They got done 6-1 in uh up in the Evans. Where was it? Not Ecuador. Somewhere up there it was. Anyway, Bolivia, they got beat in Bolivia mm. 6-1. And they had to win the next game to stay in the qualification, and they won it. And he walks into the uh, to see all the reporters at the end and everything. He says, before I start, he says, I want you all to drop your pants. Because they'd all be slagging him. Up. They're all just looking at him. <laughs> you know, but, you sons of bitches, this he so he got it out of his system and then he then he spoke to him. But I just think he lives because the, the once upon a time book was turned into the film, you know, the Maradona film. They bought mm-hmm. the book for and that went on. Yeah. But I heard the stories that to get to Maradona you have to go through like three layers of people. You know, and then all he wants to know is how much.
1: Yeah. So, you know, they, they all have to be sorted out. Everyone wanted that when he took over as the, the coach or the manager of Argentina. Everyone wanted that to work out, didn't they?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Everyone wanted and it just didn't. Yeah, he had a great thing. The trouble was
2: he didn't play any defenders. Yeah. <laughs> he played six forwards with Messi. He had a game. Had him all, Maria, Messi, he just went for it. And he met the Germans in the quarterfinal, didn't he? And he absolutely slaughtered him, beat him 4 0. And then he, I think he, they tried to sack him on the the following week, but he, he got, he got hold of it and he walked before they could sack him. You don't sack Diego. Did oh. you ever meet him, John? No, I got close. I got close, but I, I, I didn't. He was, he was over for the Manchester Derby when he's when Aguero, I think he was going out with his daughter, I was married at the time. And I, I got a call that he was at the uh the Lowry Hotel. And if you go down, say, but I got there, and I can't I couldn't get past it. I said, I got, I did. He said, No, 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 just like that. in face. Not, I did. But what I wasn't that bothered because I don't know what I said to him anyway, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got I got sold that he called me the gringo with the pen. <laughs> which I, I really like that. You know, I think that'll be great on the episode, the gringo with the pen. Unreal. Yeah, that was, nice.
0: That was we, nice. he was he was aware of your work then.
2: I think he, the only way he probably became aware of it was when the documentary came out. He might have asked where's all this shit come from. <laughs> you know, and then he taste it back. But the I mean, I love the documentary. They they come to me for the book, and then they paid me for the book, and then they went away and it's him again. I had nothing to do with. They just used parts of the book on the advertising thing and all that, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I I was glad that they just concentrating on Naples. You know, for the majority of it. Yeah, yeah. But, it's
0: it's, it's going to say one. it was
1: a brilliant documentary, brilliant. so you were happy with it. Yeah, it was, oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah I loved it.
2: I'd, I'd, I, mean, he's a genius. Anyway, the guy who done it, he did the center. That's doc- it, yeah, and that's another one. That's a great documentary. Oh, it's great. Isn't it? And my mate, the producer Paul Martin, he, we were trying to get that from 2000, 2012. We went to everybody with it. Yeah, everybody. All the all the top documentary people, John Batsek, who'd won the Oscar, Paul Crowder, we just missed out. Uh, there's all of him, and it was all just bad timing He yeah. finally took it to Gubadio and he, I think he'd just come off centre and he said there's no way he was knackered <laughs> I could do another actually sitting in super you know just it. he was like, and then he went Paul went back to him after Amy he got the Oscar I think for Amy I think didn't it?
1: Mm. yeah yeah
2: and uh, he said yeah he took it and he went away and he he come back with it but the $500 of footage, wow. which was two guys following him around Naples and Barcelona and later times, they got all of that. I don't know how much they paid for it, but that was the, that was book in itself, meeting somebody at Rome Airport with a bag of money and the guy disappeared. he got the footage, and having to go to Argentina and track down who owned it. You know, all this stuff. And they, they finally got it, but I can just imagine the stuff that's in there that they couldn't use because these guys followed him about everywhere.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: 500 hours of footage. 500 you know? hours, yeah. It was all video footage as well, you know, the old VHS. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, he was doing it. Someone was making a documentary on him at the time. And a lot of this was just spare footage. And the firm that was making... The Documentary went bust, so it never got made. They just wow. look snippets, and then all of a sudden, one day, you know,
0: it all turned up
2: and he got hold of it. I don't know where it is now,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> it's
1: now,
0: but... probably for the best that people don't know where it is given. Yeah, is the, the, the stories and antics he got up to. But um...
1: Peter Shilton hated him, didn't he, John? <sighs> Do
2: you know what? What, what planet's he from? <laughs> he does it but he makes a career out of eating him don't it if it wasn't for Diego you know he'd never get asked on anything would he apart from GB News God, yeah,
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah. but I think it's great you know you can still see how bitter he is you know what? although what happened and it, it it sticks in his craw absolutely sticks in his craw you it? said
1: earlier on there that um, you're not much of an England supporter would that be would that be the same consensus with a lot of Northerners that would follow, say, Man United, Liverpool, City, that they don't it's really to so the national squad, is it?
2: I, mean, I, I can only speak for myself, but when the United lads used to get all the stick, you know, in the early days, Beckham and Neville, it. Mm. It was, when I was a kid, I loved, I loved them in the eight. I loved the kick, you know, they had the red and white and the thing and 82, Brian Robson and all that. But when they started giving the England players all the stick, and and I think it's more of a, how can I put it? It's like a southern thing, but it's also, you know, for you small towns, like, you know, this and your Barnsley's and all this business, mm. these teams aren't very good, so they same, they latch on to England. But I just, I, I think it is a northern thing. I don't know, plus my Irish roots don't help me, my lot. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm not a great England fan. I try and be, you know, when these big tournaments come around, because yeah, yeah.
1: it's
2: nice to see everyone, are there.
1: Yeah,
2: and then they get nuts out, and then we start beating up everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you know. yeah. It's,
1: it's it's yeah. I don't like that.
2: The, that that at Wembley was a disgrace. That final. Yeah, disgrace. The was, when they stormed the
0: doors and all that business. Yeah, that was that was terrible carry on. It's yeah, it's always a pity. Like because it's not. It's. <sighs> I think that was a bit of after COVID madness as well. I think people just got nuts. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's one of them where the, the majority of fans mm. are, are perfectly reasonable and fine. But yeah. unfortunately, for whatever reason with England, you know, with, with the exception of this World Cup, and that's as much to do where it was, I would say, th- there's always something. There's always some controversy. Yeah. There's always some antics that, you know, you, you turn on the news and straight away you go, oh, they're at it again. I can't stand the songs. Yeah. The songs, you know.
2: Uh, 10 German Bombers. What are you, what are you about? 10 German Bombers and No Surrender and God Save the Queen. It's not an album you buy, is it? Let's be <laughs> honest. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, that yeah. band, the band that they've got.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know.
2: It... No, I'm not a great England fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all very, it's a bit tacky, I think. It's a bit. Yeah. It's too, it's too organised. It's too, there's no, how can you put it?
2: Oh, it's not the Pokes. It's more. How can you put? I'm sorry. Giran, is one way of describing it. Like, <laughs> do you know, we're going to do a music kind of thing. There's, there's, yeah, there seems to be a lot of heart and a lot of,
0: you know, World Emotion was the kind of song that I, I was probably the only. Yeah, one. yeah, I'm fair. I think not everybody happy. liked that one. The John Barnes rap alone was enough to get people pulled in there. Like it's a it's a big southern thing, and I don't. I don't I'm not having it. Yeah. Would, would, like do do you do you pay? Like, would you would you follow international football in general, or does it just? One? Yeah, I love it's, it. Yeah, because some it, yeah. people who do they just international football it's just not for them. They can't get into it, you know. But yeah. yeah, it's um. And have you have you ever got over to Ireland for an Ireland game, Rat and John? No. no, no. I've seen an England
2: Ireland game at Wembley.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is that one of the recent ones there? It was only because we. have it's
2: a few years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. before I think it was before Jack to, to be quite honest. All right, <laughs> that is. Yeah, that's a long
1: time,
2: time ago. <laughs> and it, it was murder. Absolutely went with me dad, and it was just absolutely there's murders in the crowd again. Yeah, having a go with the Irish fans, and it was like. Yeah. But that's is my favourite World Cup of all time. Ninety, no, yeah. Blake and Diego, there were so many stories, and <laughs> yeah, line off that. Yeah, that was brilliant. L- USA <laughs> USA ninety-four as well, because my my missus is Italian. Oh pretty good. well. my mum's Italian and dad's Ukrainian. So you yeah. can imagine when it's been like in our house the last <laughs> nine months. The uh that opening game, New York City when Ireland beaten one 0 and Paul McGrath Mark your out the game. Oh phenomenal. Magic. Yeah. Absolute magic.
1: Paul McGrath, Mar- Paul McGrath, uh, people call Paul Mar- God over here. He is, and he's yeah. He yeah. yeah. And Aston Villa fans are absolutely obsessed with him still as well. Well, they say
2: he's their best ever player, and he couldn't run, really. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I used to, I used to watch him when he had my season ticket, and he was just like a Rolls Royce, yeah, you know, when you see him come across to a sliding sackle, if I did a long-time United team, he's my
1: first center, he's my first one, isn't it? Really? On the graph, yeah. Who else would be in there? Uh, would there be would Roy Kane be there? Oh,
2: no, it gets a bit awkward here, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: well hang think, on, hang on. Let's
2: let's
0: stay I in talk, but at least say the, Dennis Erwin is
2: in there, is he? Oh, Dennis is in. Dennis is right, right, Okay. Dennis I'll- is on the Dennis is in. Uh, I think we struggle for great right-backs so I think you've got to go for Gary Neville. Yeah. yeah. You go back to my center half, Martin Booker Big Paul and I'd go center i got to play Brian Robson. It, uh, if it's a team of scene I'd go with Robson and Key
0: hmm.
2: goals and that would be mid-field. and then up front where'd you go? Yeah. Where'd you go? I mean I love Van Nistelroyd I, I,
0: adore him. I love Rooney. Love him. Just, him. really Van surely? No, not for me. No. I, Van Nistelrooy, absolutely for me. Van Nistelrooy, yeah. absolutely adored Van Nistelrooy, and I don't think we've had a striker that's been anywhere near the caliber of him since.
2: I mean, if you if you went with Chelsea's and Ronaldo and played Van Nistelrooy through the middle, would you go with Chelsea's? And, and uh, I, see, I'm biased. I mean, it's only players who I've loved, Do you yeah. know. Golf yeah. bar, and I don't think you could pick players like Georgie can I see him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would you pick in you know, gold? I'd go for Schmeichel, but I, he's another one I can't handle now. Do you know <laughs> personality-wise?
0: Yeah, that, that's it. Like but but as a it, kid, it, it you
2: happens, doesn't it?
0: You, yeah. You're human if you don't like people, you know, it just <laughs> absolutely loved Schmeichel as a kid, and like yeah. adored him and whatever. And then you know, the older you get when you actually hear them. In interviews and even I tried to read his book, even and I just thought, you know what, I'm happy remembering you as a goalkeeper in the 90s. I don't want to know what else like. You.
1: So, John, you set your United 11 is Schmeichel, Dennis Erwin, Martin Buchanan, and Buchan, Buchan Man sorry, Buchan. Yeah. Paul McGrath, Gary Neville, Andre Kinshelsky, Brian Robson, Roy Keane, Chris, four oh, three
2: three. Right it'd be it'd be Scholes Robson and Keane you're right and a go Ronaldo our Dutch fella
1: and uh... Kinshalskis yeah Kinshalskis yeah, it's, it's a good
0: team it's a good it's a team a bit pacing yeah.
2: pace in that isn't
0: it a, yeah. and, and you're getting the, the Ukrainian nod in there as well which is nice I have
1: oh, no choice she's
0: only like <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Who was your all time 11B Dan as a United fan?
0: Oh, Jesus. I mean, like, so I, I really only got the 90s on. Do you know what I mean?
1: So you spoiled.
2: You're spoiled. I am spoiled. Sorry. I am
0: very spoiled. Yeah. But just, just to go different. I'll, and as, like, I normally would say Schmeichel, but I'll, I'll go Van der Sar just to, to throw a different one in there.
2: let's swap um, you. Yeah, you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Erwin's in there 100%. Garnie Neville's in there 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't get to see McGrath play it, you know, either, unfortunately. So I'd probably go Yapstam, yeah, and and Vidic. They'd probably be my two centre halves. Uh, can I give it up, can you? No, well, look, you know, and then I think midfield wise, Keane is in there. Skulls as well. Like it's hard not to. What formation know. are you going with? I'll I'll play simple. I will go four four two to be easy. Like. You so keen and Skull so far, two so left, yeah. You know, uh, up top Van Isleroy is definitely going to be up top as well, yeah. Um, he
2: kind of
0: gets lost, doesn't he? Van Nisselrooy, when people uh, suck, yeah. He's yeah. A, like he was so. I think yeah. people do sleep on just how good he was at that time, yeah. Just mm. you know, but um, I don't want to put gigs in, so that's I'm, I'm, I'm scrambling here a bit because you know, yeah. I feel like it's just that ah, I don't. There's something about <laughs> gigs, even when he was playing like that, good player, but I just I could never warm to him. You only know go on about our kid now.
2: Who never uses his right foot? Mm. This kid
0: we've got Anthony,
2: now, yeah. G- Giggs never used his right foot.
0: Yeah, yeah. the only difference is that Anthony's playing on the opposite wing to what he should be, isn't it? That's he's, yeah, he's he's Anthony side, yeah. Them, wasn't it? You know, Giggs used to drive me mad. You know, I know it.
2: Mm. The amount of times and the, the crossing and this and that, and then he's I suppose like the old George Best story, isn't it, where he? he Setting off on a run and Charlton and Laura screaming at him saying, Pass it, you greedy bastard!" <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that's the that's what happened with Giggs, wasn't it? It's the goal against Arsenal 99. Probably yeah. saved his career at United. You, know, you know, it's
0: no, I won't get him, I won't get on the bench. No, no, he's um it's yeah, he's he's one of them, isn't he? I think without without that Arsenal goal. He's probably not...
1: Cancena, not even mentioning counselor yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I literally was just going to say my <laughs> oh. favourite players when I was growing up in the 90s were, mm. uh, I won't include the Irish players, but um, yeah. where Eric Cantona and Lee Sharp. They were my two. Lee Sh- Mark Hughes. I haven't even talked about Mark Hughes. Yeah, no. Canton Cantona and Sharp are my favourites. Ridiculous, isn't it? It's yeah. Ridiculous. And then you look at Pallister and Bruce, who's better than them, too. Yeah, and Bruce never got an international cap. Yeah, and his no. son played for Ireland. Did it I, yeah, No. His son, yeah. Yes, his son, Alex, played under played underage for Ireland. I think he was mm. called up at senior level. And then maybe mm. he... Tre- no, he changed to Northern Ireland. But he did right. play on... He, he played on the island, you know. Has so he, Bruce, Bruce could have probably played for Ireland. Hasn't Steve Bruce? I think I think if you dig deep, a lot of us could play for Yeah, Ireland. exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's where the and granny reel we'll, came in. I was gonna say, we'll yeah.
0: claim anyone, we we'll, we we'll anyone at this stage. Uh as in Steve Bruce brought out a load of books that are great entertainment but terrible at the same time. I, I used to read, I don't I mean I don't listen to it anymore, so Sport, it's just it's yeah. now. But years ago,
2: they used they had two guys on in the afternoon, Oxby and Jacobs, mm. and they used to play clips from his books, get yeah. someone to read them. And they were like it was a guy doing Steve Bruce, and it, they were just like detectives, you know, murders, et cetera, <laughs> and whatever. Well, I think that's great, mate. You know, oh, I'd write, does that, and you know, then goes on that thing, six Jesse Jessie <laughs> Lee kind of garbage. Get, get <laughs> on, <home>, but <Brad, look. laughs>
0: oh. yeah, no, the other, I think it was I think Danny Baker was the one who who uh, was, I think he either tweeted about it or he had something about it yeah what is, what is this like that you said yeah he's a football coach and a detective and there's paragraphs mm. of him describing his jaguar xj6 or so and it's like this is steve bruce is living out his fantasy through this and i'm here for yeah. it fair, fair play to yeah him. um john we, we won't hold it too much longer because uh there is a the annoyed match kicking off that we don't all... worry about it mate honestly I'm... um am what, I mean, what, are you, are you, have you got that in the pipeline Like obviously you've, you've tons of books and everybody can go check out John Ludden on Amazon yeah. to, to have a look and see what's there and there's one, Shake of Ireland in Ireland is another oh, one that's, I, I adored writing
2: that yeah, yeah really? But, yeah,
0: have you read that? no, I haven't, I haven't all, I only, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll send it written.
2: over to you lads I'll send it over to you, don't buy it I'll send it over, that's why yeah. I don't have any money and, uh, <laughs> no, I will, I'll send it over but it's based on Nobody knows whether it's true. He was, he was coming back from a, a communist thing in Czechoslovakia, and the, it was coming towards Ireland, and the weather was that bad. They had to, they had to land in Limerick. Mm. And obviously, I played games with the story, you know, but the basis of the story was he was told that Shader he had to stay in the airport, and he said, I'm not having this. And he was an Irish journalist there waiting for him, so he went off with him. So he went on the razzle in Limerick. <laughs> yeah, he ended up in this one pub and I've got him me he goes with his bodyguard and everything oh, and really I meet awesome. all the people in the pub and well the basis to the story is it starts off when he's against he's against the wall in 65 you know when they're getting ready to kill him he's a firing squad and he just looks down and he sees this water dropping in a cup and, it's, and it, I know it was a rose he just sees a rose with water, with water dropping on it and he suddenly smiles and then they kill him. And then the story flashes back to the plane, having to land in Ireland. And while he's in the pub, the landlord comes over him. He says, shake will you do me a favour? And he says, what is it? He said, my wife reads sea reads leaves. And she'd love to read yours. And he's like, well, what's going on here? But he agrees to do it. So the, the landlord runs upstairs, tells his missus, and she's absolutely excited. She comes down. She gives him a cup of tea. And uh, then she looks in it and then her face, she says she can't believe what she sees in it. She runs off crying and like, what's going on there? What's going on? And anyway, she leaves and then the landlord goes upstairs and he says, what, what's wrong with you? Why did you run off like that? He says, it's what I saw in the bottom of the cup. He says, what did you see in the bottom of the cup? He says, I, I saw Shay up against the wall and uh, with a small rose bowl nearby with water coming off the rose. I forgot to tell you that she said to him that what she saw in the uh, bottom of the cup was just the rose with the water coming off it. She didn't mention that it was against the wall. So that's the basis of the mad story. And oh that's, my God. that's totally made up. Crazy. But then he gets back to the airport and he's thinking, Danny Boy and you put him back on a plane and whatever. And he, he'd had a massive argument in Czechoslovakia with the Russians and the last couple of scenes in the book, it's where he falls out with Castro, says, you yeah. can't do this. So he went off on his own show, he went to South America, and that, that's where he got killed. Yeah. And killed yeah. him. But, yeah, I love characters yeah. like that. Jesus, he, he was a lynch, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. It's Irish, Irish blood. It's mental. It's no surprise. Now, remember? Imagine if he'd, if he'd have stayed over here, what would have been like?
1: I know, yeah. Absolutely crazy, yeah. and 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 the the iconic image was was created by an Irishman, Jim Fitzpatrick. The stamp, yeah, yeah the that
2: stamp. Part, yeah. yeah, I've got that in the back of the book. It's beautiful. That. unbelievable. What
0: what a story. Yeah. That's it. Um, you got to, got to watch this. with
2: my lads because I do dramatize. It's very hard to tell the truth between the different the truth and what's in there, you know. Oh, listen,
1: that's, <laughs>
2: John, that's, that's,
0: that's the point of it. I was going, and that's the Irish in it as well, John. That's the sort of thing we get. Up oh, with, maybe, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> listen, um, have you mm. any any projects yeah. in the pipeline that that we can look forward to? I'm writing one at the moment.
2: See, I, I do my day work. is working for this story terrace which mm. is like private autobiography. So that pays the bills. Uh, every time a bill comes through the door, you know, you I'm back on that. But my own stuff, I just look. I just love to write the own, but it's just not possible because. So that that's my main job, but I've got I've got a book in mind, uh, "Escape to Victory," the making of it.
0: Oh, very really good!
2: Excellent. Come about, and I've also I'm glad you've asked. I've got another five here, I'm working on. The right. <laughs> Tide Sanit, a story based on the Tide Sanit, the IRA. Yeah. Which,
0: uh,
2: wow. The last days of Enzo Galdi, which tells the story of an old Neapolitan gangster who's brought out of retirement in New York to go back to Naples to sort a problem out. The last days of Enzo Galdi.
0: That's uh, right up your street, Mana, which I suppose yeah. fandom. Absolutely. Es-
2: Escobar, you know the guy. Sorry, yeah, unreal. And uh, another one, a science fiction one, I met him for the I met him for the aliens soon, see they they make any money on that one. <laughs> Incident at Jodrell Bank, it's called, which is half based on a true story. This was when Yuri Gagarin first went into space.
0: Yeah,
2: it Manchester detracts him, detracts him going up. And my story is that they found something. This is where the dramatic drama part comes in that they also found something following him. And uh, they get, and, and it's just it's just all belt based around that was a UFO, what went on. I mean there was a lot of rumors Gagarin wasn't the first man in space. It was
1: hmm.
2: two years before, but this that guy got killed on the way back. Yeah. So covered it up the Russians.
1: They're but all real exciting projects there, John, aren't they? Yeah. That's what that's what keeps me going. You know, when I'm doing
2: these bloody autobiographies that drive me nuts. Because <laughs> a lot of what happens is like it's like family projects when you only get five books. But the same amount of work has to go in it, you know, and it's yeah, like yeah. all the interviewing. I mean, luckily, most most people have done so far have been lovely. But I been a while we wanted to well, I can't say too much.
1: But you hear my dad's a big fan, so you have to follow him on on Instagram. Oh, I will oh, do sorry, on Twitter, I Will Mark, do. Mark Merrigan, he's a big fan of yours, so I will do. For, for,
0: <laughs> any, for anyone else who wants to, it's at John Lords on Twitter, um, and it's, uh, it's well worth a follow, especially if you're a United fan, and if you're not a United fan, follow for the torture anyway, it's always great. <laughs> yeah, um, that's but... terrible. That's <laughs> terrible, honestly. Do you know,
2: they won't let, they won't watch the game with me, Is everybody leaves the house. <laughs> <laughs> honestly. <laughs> they just flare at me. Go doubt my mum and dad, something, or will go shopping, or any anyway, excuse A
0: It's
2: neighbour. She's, she's a big United yeah. fan but she says I don't have to watch it she so says just follow it through the walls <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh cheers you know I'm apologising to the family beforehand for the language <laughs>
0: you know you know it's coming look uh, that's, that's that's part and parcel that's of all the passion on, you know
2: yeah and it um, gets worse as you get older you know you don't yeah.
0: get better. Well, that's, any excuse for me to swear to tell you so I'm alright with that you know what I mean that's, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. I am I'm, I'm reduced to the laptop now. They don't let me near the Sally <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I nearly got launched. But uh no, I love talking to you lads. It's
1: really nice. Love it, John. We get oh, John
2: again nice when some of those game. other
1: projects are released. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: give any time gives a shout. We really did. We're,
0: we're, when yeah. when we're lifting a trophy with Hen Hag and then yeah, w- future projects, uh, they sound like great crack. That Titanic IRA one, I'm I'm on board for that. If you'll pardon. me yeah. <laughs> yeah. John Ludden it was thanks so much, Thank John. so much, John. Anytime, Any lads.
2: Have Look a great day, yeah.
0: That was a nice chat, that.
1: Yeah, John is a gentleman. I, I, I really lovely. enjoyed that chat. Lovely. And lovely I, I'd love to get him on again to talk about the other books. Um, the Shay Gavara one particularly sounds so. I didn't ignorantly apologies. I didn't know he wrote that book, which is um, which is a shame, but I'd love to get it. He, we get him on when all his other projects are released. He's well, that's it, yeah. That's it. He's
0: he, he seems like a man with a pipeline of projects there that'll be yeah. keeping him busy for quite some time. Oh, passion projects, gent. that's it, that's it. But an absolute gent, and you know, he's he has written, I, I. Honestly, like, as I was scanning his stuff, I was probably chatting to him and just book after book about scenario, scenario, football and magic and mayhem and mystery. And honestly, like, so check out John Ludd's on Twitter. And uh, if you put John Lourdes on Amazon, you'll be able to see a lot of books he's wrote there. But the Once Upon a Time in Naples and just the absolute magic and uh, mayhem that surrounds Diego Maradona and the... Uh, Whole uh, the 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 Napoli gangs and all that kind of the mafia. Jesus, couldn't think of the word. Yeah. Um, oh, it's prime time. It's. It, I tell you, I know we we are talking about the fact that the documentary was made and everything, and it was made using his book as kind of the blueprint. Mm-hmm. There's there's a Netflix series or something in like Maradona in Napoli. It it could right. make a great right. sort of six or seven part series of just the madness and yeah. But anyway, I digress. Um, Mero, if people want to check out our previous episodes, and it's not too late, guys. You can go back and listen. The Christmas special got a wonderful, wonderful reception. Go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to it. Trust me, you'll love it. We don't really talk about Christmas. You wouldn't know. Anyway, if people want want to listen to it, Mero, where can they go back and listen to the episodes? They can go
1: to WTSpod.com where you can see
0: Mate, the website's a bit all over the place, mom, lads. But just bear with us; we'll get it fixed. Yeah, or you can search WTS,
1: WTS Pod on any podcast <laughs> provider, and um, Pod being Podcast Republic, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, anywhere, everywhere you get a podcast. Uh, we're at WTS Pod on Twitter. He's at Danjo Mori on Twitter, and I'm at Meriga Mania on Twitter. And until next time, here
0: eyes,
1: full hearts, can't lose, you too sweet. Look.